Welcome to the Chosen Brew Beer Podcast. My name's Ian McNally, and this is the podcast where guests talk the way through the six beers that changed everything. In this episode, I speak with Trevor Lauder from the Craft Beer Coopery. It's a brilliant beer journey. Just a word to the wise before we start. We do talk about mental health. If it's something that you're not in a space to listen to yet, please save the episode for later. Or if it's something, if you have a listen to this episode and you think somebody else would benefit from Trevor's story and the discussion that we have around men's mental health, please do share it. Share it on a Facebook group or in a WhatsApp group. Um, do that and it will help somebody. At the time of recording, Sydney was in lockdown. Melbourne was in lockdown. Lots of Australia was in lockdown. We're all kind of struggling through this. Um, but a great timely episode to have a listen. And if you're listening to this in the future where lockdown doesn't exist anymore, hello, let's get into it. Welcome, Trev, to the Chosen Brew Beer Podcast. Well, first off, tell us how you fit into the beer world. Well, yeah, yeah, good question, because I'm, uh, I'm not a brewer. I, well, I, I was a I was a brewer. We'll, uh, we'll get to that when we get to the uh, the questions. Uh, and, and when I say brewer, a really bad one. Uh, but uh, everyone has tried a little bit of home brew. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, I, I am I am a consumer, but not a professional consumer. Uh, and I, I don't own a bottle shop, uh, but um, but I do own a little subscription uh, beer business, uh, which are people are a little bit familiar with, and uh, I'm sure some of the guys. And girls that are listening to this would uh, would be a little bit more familiar with uh, beer subscriptions, perhaps, uh, than um, than maybe a decade ago, uh, and certainly more than when I started um, four years ago. Uh, but um, it's a subscription with a with a difference. Um, I uh, I run a uh, a little business uh, all about um, encouraging men, uh, particularly, but but anyone um, to come together and to have a beer and to have a conversation, a uh, particularly um, a, a mental health conversation. Um, so uh, I'm from the uh, from the craft beer coopery. So yeah, the craft beer coopery. I mean, it's it seems to me like a big leap just to uh, take on. A, you know, the whole beer subscription thing has taken off hugely. You've got a huge amount of competitors. Uh, you have got a point of difference though. Um, but how do you send in beer through the post? How do you get people? To get isn't a whole point that people go to the pub to drink beer, but you're a beer subscription service. How do you get around that idea of people drinking together when uh, it's a beer subscription, which, which theoretically people are drinking apart? Well, well, as we've uh, we've all worked out uh, at the moment, uh, there's a lot more of us drinking apart. Uh, I'm up here in Sydney, and uh, and right now uh, we're uh, we're all apart. Um, but um, but I think I think we've 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 learned through technology, and hopefully that's after the short term rather than long term that. Um, you can you can do it when you're apart, um, but um, but our boxes and although I have actually got a package uh, called our ISO Mate package, um, beers to have together when you're not together. Um, most of our boxes are actually about um, sitting down and sharing those beers together. So um, and we can talk about the the, the format a, a little bit later on. But but in short, there's pairs of beers uh, in a box, um, and they get sent out um, to you, for instance, in um, and and what. Um, we're really encouraging guys to do is not to drink nine beers, um, but to actually pick off a pair of them, or pick off a couple of them, and actually go around old mate's place and actually sit down um, and, uh, and and have a chat. Um, and we all know that um, that guys um, guys talk over a beer anyway, um, and so rather than 
uh, trying to get guys to talk about mental health in a non-natural sort of way. Um, I guess the Craft Beer Cooper is all about taking something we're already doing um, and and just just kind of you know twist it a little bit um, to, to try and get that conversation beyond just the footy and uh, and to move on to the bigger things. You know that um, that real tongue in cheek of you know a problem shared is a problem halved, um, and um, and and I guess um, you know that's 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 where we want the conversations to go, where guys can just sit down, have a beer together, um, and um, and really just kind of get off their chest uh, how they're feeling. Um, and and likewise, when you share how you feel, um, and you, I'm sure you'll, you'll know this through just through conversation you've had on this podcast, you share how you feel, someone else feels uh, more empowered to, um, to share how they feel. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that really speaks to the australian way of doing things as well i know this is a common thing for men internationally that men as a stereotype and probably uh, not just a stereotype stereotypes exist for a reason um because generally they've got a, a fair way to truth yeah. in them um that people men do feel it difficult to share their feelings to admit uh to uh, things that are maybe going on behind yeah. closed doors or things that are going on inside their brain because there is a sense, and I feel this is particularly Australian, that that Aussie larrikin, very macho kind of uh, culture that has developed in Australia over the last, you know, 200 years or so, uh, really is still very prominent in our society in Australia. Um, I mean, I come from an industrial town in the north of England, and I I, I didn't feel the, the need to be as macho until I got to Australia. Um, and I suppose beer feeds into that. Beer is actually quite, a, it can be quite a negative for like advertising VB and things. It's a stereotype of, you know, tough men, you know, a, a hard-earned thirst. It's like people digging and yeah. being on industry and covered in soil and dust and then drinking that cold, hard um, VB. I mean... Is beer the natural avenue for men to, to talk about this or is it part of the problem? Yeah, well, a bit of both, um, really. You know, I think, um, yeah, you, know, you, kind of, you kind of hit the, the nail on the head, you know, not only, um, it's, you know, we're mainly talking to craft beer drinkers that, uh, that, um, that, that would appreciate the, uh, the mass-produced swill uh, <laughs> uh, isn't, uh, you know, as, as, as kind of given, given beer and, uh, and good beer a bad name. But, um, but it's, it's, uh, it's certainly given mental health a bad name too. There's, there's no doubt that um, alcohol is depressing um, and, um, and, and alcohol is, is, was also being used, um, you know, for generations to, um, as, a, as a coping mechanism in a, in a really bad way. And, um, and, and I guess that's the, you know, the elephant in the room when you talk about alcohol and depression. How can, uh, how can you use alcohol to tackle depression when alcohol in itself, um, you know, is a depressant um and and i guess i like to say that um you know a, a, a good beer um you know shared between mates um with, with a good a, with a you know with a with an ear um is a really great gift and um and that's not to say that that alcohol isn't used in the wrong way but when it's used in the right way it can be a really powerful thing um just just like many things that um that have that kind of parallel you know universe and um and, and i think to, to go back to your earlier point um you know, we, I think as particularly as men, you know, and, and, and you know, and I'm a dad now, and you know, our kids fall over, and we tell them not to cry, and, and I think we we grow up with that mentality that it's wrong to cry. There's something wrong with crying, like you know, uh, and particularly as boys growing up, 
you, know, you hurt your knee and you don't pat you on the back. It's okay, son. You know, hop up, get back on your bike. You'll be just fine. There was no, you know, sit down and, you know, and, and have a bit of a cry and, you know, and it, it was just get back on the bike. Um, and I think our, our lives have, have just, have just particularly as, as males in Australia, and I can't speak for other countries, it's just get back on the bike. Don't don't sit down and cry and don't talk about how you feel. And, um, and there's, a, there's a real challenge at the moment because there's definitely been a shift over the last, oh, you know, certainly the last five years. Um, and, and you hear this saying now that it's okay to say um, that, uh, that it's okay to talk about mental health. And that is without a doubt, a significant shift um, in, in the rhetoric um, in, across the last five years. And, and companies like Beyond Blue, Are You Okay? Have, um, have, have championed that and have done a really great job. But the problem with that, the next frontier is actually people saying. Um, so it's great that, you know, so everyone, you know, and I hear it all the time, um, you know, it's okay for you to say. Yeah, okay, but who's saying is it you or me? Because at the moment, it's okay for you to say, but I'm not sharing how I feel. Um, and if I'm not sharing, then you're not sharing either, right? Um, and, and that's the next frontier is how do we, how do we go from that rhetoric of it's okay to say to actually saying? Um, and, uh, you know, I'm a marketer by trade. And one of the things that we, we talk about is um, how, how do you actually get people to, to do something entirely differently is a real challenge. Um, whereas how do you just shift it a little bit is, is much easier. Um, and so I guess, you know, one, one of the things that I'll talk about how I kind of stumbled across it in just a moment, but one of the things I'm trying to do is actually, if guys are already having a beer and they're having a combo already, how do we actually move that? How do we give them permission um, to then take it to the next level? So, if, you know, obviously the beer is the environment and the beers are there and the people that would be listening to this podcast would well and truly understand the beers are there. So you've got the environment, but then how do you get the permission? How do you actually go from having a beer having the permission to actually move beyond that, you know, um, oh, I'm going to talk about something a little bit more serious. Um, and, um, and interesting enough, what I really love about the subscription model is even when we've got that permission and we've got that bravery and I'm turning up to talk to you and I'm thinking, you know what, Ian's been a bit off. Now, I'm just not sure, you know, I've, I've been close to Ian for a long time, but I've never seen him this kind of off. You know, he's a little bit blue. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask him how he's doing. And I turn up and I sit at, maybe I sit at the pub with you or maybe I bring a beer over um, and, I, and I'm going to be brave. And at the last minute, all we do is talk about the footy because I just didn't want to say to you, oh, Ian, or, or I said to you, oh, Ian, how are you feeling? You go, I'm great, mate. And, and I go, good. Okay, done. Oh, glad, we, glad we got out of that conversation without having getting too deep, right? Yeah, I think that's a really important point that you pick up on though because uh, a little bit earlier, the point that you made about asking people to open up when we perhaps don't open up ourselves. I mean, it's a two-way street. And when people do open up, they they are opening themselves up to make themselves very vulnerable, um, often if it's something that resonates very deeply with inside them. So that is, uh, that is a very difficult moment. And the point you just made there about, you know, it's also a big thing to ask somebody, are you okay? Because sometimes you are afraid of what's going to come back because if... If, if you're not, a quali- you know, I'm not a qualified counsellor or psychiatrist or psychologist or a- anybody who c- who's trained to deal with my friend if they perhaps share something which I, I don't know how to deal with. How-, how do we kind of, you know, how does the average person deal with saying, are you OK? And then when something comes back to them, what, what do we do in that situation? And you're spot on when you actually look at the research why 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 
um, particularly one where men will not ask, so how are you really doing? Because they don't feel like they have the answers. So if you share something, I don't feel like I've got it. Um, but uh, all, all, the, all the intel from the other side is um, similar to when our wife doesn't actually want an answer, guys actually don't want an answer either. It's, it's less about the answers. It's more about just listening. Um, it's, it's more about sitting, you know, um, shoulder to shoulder. And, um, you know, I, lo- I love Men Shed. The slogan of Men Shed um, is shoulder to shoulder. Um, and I guess, you know, it's, it's, and it's particularly old guys, which is great because, you know, um, th- they can be in that lonely stage of their life, but it's about getting shoulder to shoulder. Um, and um, in the same sort of way, it can just be about sitting shoulder to shoulder and just listening is the majority of, um, of, of, uh, of guess, where those conversations are going. And you don't have to be a trained counsellor. You don't have to be a professional because the beauty is these days, there is so many of them out there. Um, you know, there's helplines like, you know, I think, um, and you see them advertised um, quite frequently in Sydney with the lockdown we've got going on. Lifeline's got billboards and they're getting lots of calls, and um, which, is, which is fantastic that they're there for help. Um, but what we find in, without a doubt, nine times out of 10 cases um, is um, the conversations are actually just at the top end of that, I'm just having a hard time. Um, and if you, have, if you have that conversation early, it never gets to the critical point. Um, and I guess I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm coming at this um, from experience um, because um, I got to that critical point um, because I, I was too proud to talk. And, and I guess, and you know, to kind of cast the, the story back a little bit, um, I was um, I was in a um, in um, in 1994. I was in a sailing accident uh, with my brother. Um, we we sailed together, and I was I was 21, and he was 23, and. Um, and we were pushing our, our boat up out of the water. It was an off-the-beach catamaran, um, and the mast hit the electrical wires, and we both got electrocuted. Um, and he died in front of me, and um, and that's that's hard to talk about now. And um, and and it was just you know, as you can imagine, it was dreadful um, at the time. And um, and so you know, I, and I grieved, and I grieved, and I grieved, um, and and then life kind of goes on, and and I didn't really. Um, I didn't understand the effect that it had on me that I do now. And, um, and it, it wouldn't be for a decade later um, where um, I, I was working a, uh, I was working a full-time corporate gig um, as a marketer for a big consumer goods company. Um, and, um, and I just started waking up each morning just off. And I didn't even know why I was off. Um, and, um, and I started feeling a bit blue and I started really struggling with life and feeling really anxious. Um, and, and I wasn't an anxious person. And I never really felt down, um, and, and you know, because you can probably kind of work out now, you know, quite an extrovert, um, and um, and and so what I did know, I did know there was something wrong, um, but what I really knew is I wasn't going to share it with anybody, and the and the and the worse I felt, the less I felt I could share, um, because it was just that you know, back to what I said earlier, you know, big boys don't cry. Um, and, and I was physically getting to the point where I was crying. Like I, I, and I didn't even know why I was crying. Um, and, uh, and my life in a matter of, um, the best part of six weeks, literally just spiraled out of control. Um, I, I was having anxiety attacks. I went to the doctor. Um, they, they were just like, Oh, you know, I think you may be having a heart attack and they checked it out. No, no, you're not. You're fine. Go home. Um, and, and, and this kind of continued and, um, and, one of the things that, um, you know, it's, it's interesting um, and suicide is, is really, really complex. And so not to kind of put it too fine a point on anything, but um, I really love someone talked about it the other day and, and I heard them say that um, 
that one of the um, real insights around suicide is that, that, that people don't want to die. They just want the pain to go away. And it, and it really, it, all of a sudden, it actually it, it put words into, um, into the, the situation that I was in as I reflect 10 years ago. I didn't, I didn't want to take my life. I just wanted to, to stop. Like, I knew it wasn't me. Um, and, um, and, and so, um, you know, here I was literally on the edge of taking my own life. And, and I don't know how, but um, I just, I called up my wife in tears and I was, told her I was about to take my life. And, um, and she, she kind of talked me out of it and rushed home and, um, and, um, and, and, and help came, you know, is the, probably the long story short. Um, but interestingly, you know, back in kind of 2007, um, you know, instantly, I, you know, my, my wife organised time off work and all those sorts of things. And I still remember, um, you know, I, she it, it kind of, you know, I saw a doctor and it pulled me away from everything and they medicated me and, and all that was great. But then life went on five weeks later when apparently I was right to go back to work. Um, and um, and I probably was right to go back to work. But what I wasn't prepared for, where have you been for five weeks? Oh, you know, uh, you're having a bit of a hard time. What do you mean you're having a bit of a hard time? You know, um, and it was really interesting. And, I mean, for the first time ever, I kind of shared, oh, I had depression. Um, and there was this kind of, you know, every time I talked about it, there was this hush, there was this hush around the corridors and, um, and, um, and this real stigma. And, um, and I could really understand why people don't talk about it um, because I, I felt alienated. Like I, I, and, and whether that was true or not, it was just in my head, um, I felt people looking at me like you haven't got your shit together, Trevor. Um, and um, which I found you know, incongruous because I was really successful at my job and, and was still, you know, doing a really good job. Um, and, and yet here I kind of felt like, you know, people were judging me that I didn't have my shit together. Um, and, um, and, and I really, and I really kind of struggled with that. And, and I noticed that people withdrew from me. And, um, and so the, 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 there was that um, stigma um, around that, I guess. And, you know, and, and, and certainly that, that stigma doesn't exist today, but it, it, it certainly did back then. And, um, and so I can really, um, I, I really get that, that people um, don't want to talk about how they feel. And, um, and, and, and that's a real challenge. And, and I guess the, you know, the, how the craft beer coopery kind of came about, um, I, um, I left that job and, um, and, and worked in another job for a while and, um, and then actually got made redundant um, from that next job. And, um, and so I was just doing some um, some marketing consultancy work, um, and I met with the guys from Are You Okay um, around um, like a, a brief that they put together. And um, Brendan um, there was the CEO at the time, and and I remember walking in there, and um, it was him and his offsider, and uh, and I sat down, and it was a big marketer. I kind of said, Oh, okay, I get it. You know, you've got Are You Okay Day, um, but but what are you trying to do? Because I'd done some research and um, kind of you know the Beyond Blues. Um, of, of the world, so to speak, Black Dog Institute, um, Are You Okay, A Lifeline, they kind of fall into two general groups. They're all trying to raise awareness, which is fantastic because everyone needs to be more aware of, of kind of mental health disorders. Um, and then some people are doing research, that would be like the Black Dog Institute, and then some people are providing services, which was classic Lifeline, for instance. Um, and I said to them, I said, what is, so out of those two, what are you trying to do? And they said, oh, we're trying to provide services. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I said, well, what? what service are you actually trying to provide, Brendan? Because um, you've got this one day a year, but, you know, beyond that. Um, and it's worth noting, so the, um, the background of Are You Okay was the founder's dad took his own life. Um, and, so, um, and so the founder who 
ironically went on went to die of cancer unfortunately um it, so it started off as very male dominated um support uh, and and now it's and you know now it's big enough that it can be all things to all people which is fantastic but um so it but it is still kind of male dominated in, in one sort of sense in terms of helping males which i think is great um and not because um you know and people kind of talk about well, what about males females females can be dressed too and i said oh, they absolutely can but disproportionately the problem is much bigger with males disproportionately when you look at the statistics um and um and particularly when it comes to actual suicide as opposed to just anxiety and depression they tend to go all the way so to speak and um, and so anyway i um i said to brendan um oh, so so what are these you know what what is it that you're trying to do then is it have you got a tool or something he goes yeah yeah we've got a tool we've got a a conversation toolkit. I said, what do you mean by that? What is a conversation toolkit? And he literally pulled out this handbook, like this little instruction manual, and he gave it to me, and I, and I laughed at him out loud. And, and, when, and when I finally finished insulting him, because that's just what you want to do when you're going for a job, uh, I, I just said, Brendan, I just don't get it, mate. Like, you know, there's guys like me and Ian who, yeah, we're sitting at home, you know, trying to put our IKEA stuff together. And we're not going for the instructions. Whack it together. If you've got a couple of screws left at the end of it, happy days, right? Where were they supposed to go? Who cares? And um, and I just said, mate, no one is going to read this instruction manual. I just don't. I just don't get it, Brendan. And um, anyway, I said to him, I said, I'll go away and and um, and I'll just do some thinking. I'll come back and I'll pitch some ideas to you. What do you reckon? And he said, okay, fine, you know. And um, and so I was out there. Um, you know, like we are now, we're all working from home. We can do what we want, when we want. So it was like, I still remember, it was 3 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, and this will come to my first beer in a minute. Um, actually, my second. I'll get to my, come back to my first. But at 3 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, I'm mowing my lawn. Um, and uh, and I go to drop my, uh, my green clippings in the bin. Um, and, then, and, and, and my neighbour just happens to be dropping his green clippings on his bin. And like most neighbours, we've lived each other for five years or so. But, and I knew him, but I didn't know him. If you know what I mean, right? And um, and he said, "Oh, hi, Trevor. How are you?" Um, and I said, "Oh, good." And he said, "Oh, um, do you want to be, mate?" I was like, "Yeah, what the hell? It's three o'clock on a Tuesday. Why not? Let's have a beer, mate." And um, and he um, and he and he went over, and um, and um, and he grabbed. I still remember because it was it was a kind of this orange distinctive bottle. He grabbed a Moon Dog Pale Ale out of his fridge and he came back. He handed one over the fence, and. Um, and he, and he and he just um, and, he, and he just started sharing with me um, about his life, and it was kind of like he was looking for someone to talk to, um, and um, and he was a builder, uh, and um, and he was just kind of saying, you know, it's really tough being a builder. You know, I should be at work, but I haven't got any work on this week, and so I'm just at home, and you know, I should be fixing up my own place, but you know, I just I'd rather be working on other people's and making money. Um, and, you know, I find that really difficult kind of emotionally to kind of deal with that. Um, and, um, and I guess what we touched on before, um, it, I then actually shared my whole journey. With him. He was, you know, he, he was a bit vulnerable with me and, um, and I just kind of shared this, this journey of, um, of, you know, of the, this depression that I'd had. Um, and, and now, you know, sometimes I, I kind of struggle with, with that a little bit um, and, uh, and where that kind of came from. It was this light bulb moment over this moondog parallel, right? Like put two men together with a beer in hand, the world's problems will be sorted in no time. It's it's quite amazing, isn't it? Because first off, Trevor, thank you for sharing your story uh, so eloquently. And particularly, it's one thing sharing it with, uh, you know, your neighbor or somebody that you might be familiar with, but sharing it on a, on a forum like a podcast is, uh, thank you How for doing you? that. 
uh, because I I, th I think it really will help people because uh, everybody, all of us have experienced um, traumatic or um, losses in our life, which, and I think probably society generally, like when you return back to work or um, like when it, it everything caught up with you kind of 10 years later, we often see things in our life as very linear that, you know, you you have like a grief cycle or you have something, you, you lose it or you have a relationship that breaks up or you have, you know, a death of a, a loved one or you have even more trivial things like you don't get the job that you want or that you see somebody else doing something. You have all these conflicting emotions or some things happen to you um, that perhaps don't play out in the linear fashion that we expect. It's very similar in, in education. I mean, nobody, everybody's on a linear path in education. You do your qualification at school, you leave school, you do university, whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. And nobody's life turns out like that. <laughs> nobody's. You speak to everybody and it's all over the place. We can never predict it. It's not linear, nor is trauma, nor is grief nor is all of these things that you've spoken about, they don't necessarily make sense until we have that time to reflect on them. Uh, and I think you, you, you've obviously had time to reflect, but it never goes away. I mean, this is why we need to keep talking, keep learning, keep that journey going. And it's interesting that that chat you had with your neighbor, and I think this is the strength of where beer comes in, as opposed, no, you, if you go onto any website, the Black Dog Institute included, Beyond Blue, are you okay? It will say reduce your alcohol intake and chemically you should reduce your alcohol intake. Absolutely. The difference with beer, though, I think more than anything is the currency that is unique to beer. Like, for example, during lockdown here in Melbourne, as time we're recording, we're still in lockdown. Hopefully, if you're listening to this 50 years in the future, just timestamp. We, we are, <laughs> we're still, uh, we're still uh, you know, going uh, through lockdown at the time of recording. But one of the things that I have really enjoyed doing is we've got a couple of neighbors who I'll just drop a four pack or a six pack of, of interesting beers just out, out of the blue. And it's been such a lovely thing to do because then they start will start talking and chatting via text um, and it sparks a conversation. And I don't think any other good operates in the same way, provokes that same thing. Perhaps, you know, if you leave a nice loaf of sourdough, <laughs> that might provoke, you know, conversation. But a six pack of beers like the Chosen Brew podcast is like a story is a journey that you go through that you have that conversation, you have that talk. And I, I can't think, if I just went and left a, a $25 Coles Maya voucher at a store, it'd go, Yeah, thanks, thanks. for that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it, like, I don't know what you want me to do with that, but but leaving $25 worth of beer is completely different. Money doesn't matter, it starts the conversation. And you've kind of really captured that in what you're doing the craft beer coopery you're you're also associated aren't you with um men's anchor yeah man anchor so um so I, I actually ended up going back to um to brendan and are you okay and and uh and actually said to him hey i've got this idea you hey you gotta you gotta do something with beer get guys together get them talking give them permission create the environment um and uh and not surprisingly you know 
they uh, they were like, that's way too risky, right? You know, um, and um, and to his credit, he said, hey, if you want to do something, um, we'll we'll back you in. We'll, we'll do some promotional material for you. Um, and in the end, we actually landed on they'd knock up some beer coasters, um, and they actually put this dog bone beer coaster together that had a you know it was it was a two person beer coaster. Uh, which was which was really neat where we started. You could put your beer on one side, and you could put someone else's beer on the other, um, and uh, we we put them in the boxes. But um, and uh, and and he's and um, and I said, okay, I, I'm going to do it. And um, and so anyway, um, as anyone with a small business would would appreciate, you know, I had to go apply for a liquor license and get everything in order, and it, and it took forever. And um, and um, and fortunately enough, I got another job, uh, another full time job. Um, which uh, which was handy because as a small business, I worked out you actually don't make any money. I was going to be a millionaire and day one, like everyone else. Um, but um, but I got my liquor license and uh, and I got a couple of mates to commit to taking a, a six month subscription. Um, so at least that kind of gave me a base and and um, and kind of off we went with these um, these kind of these are you okay beer coasters in the box. But um, and things change. Um, so uh, we've been going for three and a half years now. Um, and uh, and now I uh, my partner um, is a man anchorist, a guy called Steve Gamble, um, who runs this uh, runs this um, uh, mental health uh, outfit um, around training people and providing tools um, to actually equip people in, in the workplace with their mates to actually have um, to be able to handle some of these uh, more delicate kind of conversations, uh, which is great because um, it's a I've kind of, you know, I actually, and ironically, I've actually taken Brendan from RUOK's um, example that I laughed about all those years ago. All we did was convert it to a beer coaster. And with Steve, we've got these beer coasters as a kind of conversation starters. They've got um, statistics on one side, um, you know, about men's mental health, um, you know, some of the statistics that normalize it, um, that try to make you feel like you're not alone. So, you know, one in, one in four um, males in any given year will, Will suffer from depression like that's one in four you know you can look around at your mates and think hey, one in four of you guys is going to have a bout the problem is we think depression is ended up in hospital and, and it's not the case you can just be a bit depressed you can just be having a hard time and i think that's where the importance of having a conversation is that you don't end up getting medicated you don't have to be on medication because you're depressed you can be and there's nothing wrong with that either but if you can capture a lot of these things early um that anxiety that you're feeling and no doubt you know we're as you said we're we're in the middle of lockdown right now. There's people anxious everywhere. That's okay. That's a there'd be something wrong with you if you weren't anxious almost in the environment that we're in, right? Um, but if you can if you can get that out and get it early, um, the, all, all the research shows that you, you probably never need to be medicated, um, and that and that's a great thing. Um, rather than you know letting it kind of slide and and then it's kind of and then it's kind of difficult to come back. And, and I guess that's back to our earlier point that we talked about. Um, that that's why. You know, would I, you know, if, if you're really struggling with depression, should I turn up with a six pack of beer and we'll smash them down together? That's an awful idea. But this is at the top end, you know, this is preventative measures about the prevention about coming together, you know, over a beer and just kind of being able to share how you feel. And I got an email from, um, we, we, do, we also do gift boxes, right? And um, so um, one of my subscribers um, bought just one of their random friends, they bought them a three month gift subscription. And that random friend emailed me. Um, the other day to say, hey, I just want to let you know, um, uh, I don't even drink beer. So I was thinking, well, hey, you got this guest subscription, you don't even drink beer. Um, but I took I took two beers down to our, our friend's shop just down the road from our shop, um, and um, and his wife had died, um, and um, 
And so I just took the beers down because I didn't know any other way to kind of go down there and actually say, you know, um, here for you. And, and, um, and, 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 you know, I went on to say across the last couple of weeks, um, we've had a beer once a week and shed a bunch of tears and it's just been a wonderful thing for the two of us. Um, and that was just so encouraging to, to kind of, to kind of hear that. And, um, and I guess back to Man Anchor, um, that's what Steve and, and Man Anchor is, Man Anchor is all about. Um, and, um, and so to be able to put, put those coasters in the box um, that have got these statistics on one side and, uh, you know, and, and quotes, you know, I watched Ferris Bueller the other day, you know, it's, and it literally has got one of the, one of our beer coasters has got this quote, um, you know, life moves pretty fast, right? Uh, you should stop once in a while. And, and again, it's just a tongue-in-cheek way of actually saying you should actually stop and have a beer once in a while and, and kind of talk about how you feel because life does move pretty fast. Um, and um, and so the, 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 the boxes themselves, you know, the, the pairs of beers and, um, and, and everything we do in those boxes is about overly emphasising that it's about conversation. So we've got man anchor on the outside of the box um, and... Um, you know, and start a conversation on it. Um, we've got the beer coasters in the box that encourage you to start a conversation. Um, there's pairs of beers. Um, we include a beer snack, and I'll tell you about my favourite snack when we when we get there. Um, but again, it's just emphasising that it's not just about drinking piss, which is which is that male stereotype that we talked about at the start. You know, let's use craft beer. Let's use this community to get away from that. You know, just sucking down VBs just to drink yourself stupid. You know, it's it's not. You don't have to be macho and get drunk. You can have one or two and have a conversation, and that's my turn. Yeah, that's a man. I think it's really encouraging to kind of be in a space now where we do have really nice beer to be able to savor as much as the company that we're in, and we can. And I think one of the aspects as well now that beer operates in, which it didn't used to, the inclusive nature um, in terms of if if I'm a if if I'm a guy who uh likes kind of like kind of likes the pub but doesn't like you know because pubs could be quite macho you know with a lot of sports on tv and the tab in the corner and all of that and there's sometimes people go into pubs and and different personalities might not fit into that but if there's good beer being served then that becomes the talking point and that is the avenue in which the conversation and I, i i also think that beer being the, the the starting point to break the ice like you just gave the example of of somebody you know going a couple of shops down and sharing that beer now they can have a beer regularly but if they go in without a beer the conversation will be much easier now that they've built that relationship you know now that they've gone on that journey so beer can be the starting point it doesn't have to be one of the most valuable things i've found over the last a uh, few years because I was conscious I was making friends lots of friends through the podcast through beer and I would always um, you know do beer things with them because they like beer I like beer I like being in the spaces that craft beer was there and I realized to myself I'm not meeting these people outside of beer and I think I, I, I made a conscious effort to meet some friends in uh, non-alcohol environments and that was so valuable because it made me enjoy their company and value their friendship. But also it, it meant that it, it wasn't beer that was keeping the friendship together. It was the friendship and the beer was a, a bonus. But it was so nice to to have that um, outlet. And I would certainly encourage anybody listening to this today. We, we drink beer. We probably drink too much of it. But go and catch up with those friends 
outside of a beer environment. It's so rewarding, so nice to do. The beer's not going anywhere. The beer will never go away. But, you know. Or just try it on. There's so many non-alcoholic beers now, right? Just just try it on with one of those. And if you feel like you're going to have something in hand, you know, um, grab, grab a heaps normal. Grab a sidewinder, you know. Have, have something like that, right? Just just to prove to yourselves that it doesn't have to be a high 7.8%, you know, four standard drink. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually recording this with you, Trevor, drinking uh, some Twinings lemon there and ginger. Go, yeah. I mean, well, and, I, and, I, and, I, actually, you know, and it's great. I do like to say, you know, some, you know, every now and then, you know, someone will go, oh, it's just about the beers. And I go, you know what? For me, it's actually not just about the beers. I couldn't care less. You know, have a kombucha, have a coffee, just talk. I've got to say, though, this, uh, Twining's lemon and ginger is five point eight percent ABV, so uh, <laughs> we're doing all right. What a cup of tea it is! Um, choice one. My uh, my beer one is actually, and uh, we're really going back, and uh, and they were independent, so they're back then. Uh, the Redback Pale Ale from Matilda Bay, um, and uh, and that's the beer that started me on my craft beer journey uh, back in uh, nineteen ninety four. Uh, still still remember it. Um, kind of first year uni, sitting down. Uh, with some mates and um, and going, oh wow, like this is this is not the stuff my dad was giving me, you know, uh, last year or year before. Um, this this is actually uh, yeah, it was this beautiful little wheat flavor, and I was like, wow, this is a you know, this is something something else. This is a it's a really different beer. It's a great beer. It's been on the sh- on the show before as a uh, you know as you would expect a beer like Redback because it did really stand out in the market yeah. back in its day, and it, I've I've heard it was. I wasn't in Australia at the time, but I've heard it was quite expensive. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was quite lardy da oh, to be oh, drinking Redback. Yeah, yeah, you know, there was it was it was kind of like your dad's beer with the crownies back then, you know, and it was and it was like you know, which was really just you know a, a gold label on a VB, you know, probably still is. Um, and uh, and he was he was the Redbacks, and it, it was you know wheat beers. I know that they're not that popular anymore, but um, it was there was just fan. I just remember that was just such a like wow wheat beer. This is just Bloody darn beautiful. We've we've talked about it on a podcast before, but so strange that wheat beer isn't more popular in yeah. Australia. I mean, it's a perfect climate. It matches with food really well. It's such a uh, good beer to drink any time of year, but particularly summertime. It just seems perfect. Same with Saison as well. It seems a perfect match for a yeah. country. Australia, give yourself a shake <laughs> and start buying some good traditional german wheat, wheat german style wheat yeah. beers redback um I, I don't know if they still make it but i haven't seen it i haven't around, seen it around for a while either i was actually maybe. only thinking in preparation for this podcast when was the last time i saw a redback i'll have to i'll have to go look yeah i, I killed one in the garden the other <laughs> the other week but uh, yeah, yeah, so a very certainly very strange uh, name too so there you go you know Redback yeah, spider. absolutely, absolutely, and uh, I'm actually sat not not far away from uh, where the Batilda Bay Brewery uh, used to be yeah, in Port, Port Melbourne, Melbourne uh, is now Colonial. Um, they bought that old site there, but um, and I believe Phil Sexton has um, set up uh, in Healesville, I think, in the former White yes. Rabbit. Um, set up in in Healesville in Victoria. So, uh, look, I'm sure they must brew a redback or variation of it uh there at the moment but definitely want to uh try out if you, if you see it, yes. it and choice two choice two is the other uh, second beer that i guess uh changed my life is um was the first ever beer that i put in my subscription box and that was the moo brew pilsner in the tall can the single hop um and um and i still remember it actually it was the packaging that stood out to me i was you know this big white can with a kind of a kangaroo on the side and i thought you know is it a little aussie independent business um, 
I'm, I love that can. And I'm, I'm, and, uh, I remember, um, walking to the bottle shop to, to sample one and, and cracked it up. And I thought, wow, that is a, that is a great crossover beer in terms of what I'm trying to do. And, and that is still a balance for me today is, um, you know, people often kind of say to me, oh, you know, I just, oh, but I just want a case of hazies or I just want a case of this. I was, apart from the fact if you had a case of hazies, it'd be a $400 case. Um, <laughs> the, um, it's, <laughs> it's just as important that, um, that, that there's a mix of beers and there's also a mix of strengths that I put, kind of put in my boxes so that A, that you get, kind of get that interest level, but B, you know, there's a beer there for everyone. Um, so that you know, it's not you can go to a mate's place and if he doesn't drink a hazy, well, you've got a pilsner or you've got whatever, and um, and so that that pilsner was a was a great place to kind of get people from mainstream into the kind of craft beer world, and still is they still make it. Um, you know, I had one a couple of weeks ago actually. It's still a cracking beer. And I love the idea that you you get you don't know what you get. You mix and match on a subscription service because. You know, I often say to, I've got friends I work with and things who just, they drink the same beer all the time. And I say, have you got Foxtel or Netflix or whatever? They're like, yeah. I was like, well, do you just watch one channel all day, every day? I'll just watch you. You know, there's 78 other channels I could watch, but I'm just going to watch the same one. Just try, just turn over, just see what it's like. You don't have to stay there forever. You just have to, you know, but give it five minutes or so, you know, watch it. And then decide, you know, oh, that's still not for me. But I actually revisited uh, recently. I drank uh, a Budvar, Budweiser, the ma- mainstream mega swill uh, brand. But it, I enjoyed it so much. And uh, I just think, you know, that Redback actually talking about the Redback took me to that where I was like, yeah, if I saw a Redback for sale, I'd buy that. It's not. I'm not going to stick on it forever. I'm not going to buy a slab of it. I'm not going to. It's not going to be the beer for, for forever. But it's just fun to try something that I wouldn't normally try. And how many times you must have had this as well, where you've you've tried it, you've had a beer which you think, oh, I'm not sure about this. You try it, you don't like it, and then a few years down the line, you try it again, and you, you, you enjoy yeah, you it. it. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you must have that yeah. journey where. Yeah. You know, you just it's but it's just exposure. It's just you know your palate changes, changes, and it is it it is a journey. But Mubru's, um, I mean, their can designs, their can art. It's so, uh, it's so um, kind of there's a bit there's a touch of luxury yes, to I'm it. Very much so, yeah, yeah. Which and, doesn't exist. You know, I miss in... their bottles. I'm not sure whether you saw their early bottles when they first launched. You know, like that yeah. little mini wine bottle of goodness. I used to say, like, yeah, there was a real luxury to it. Yeah, I remember uh, being in uh, a uh, big bottle shop and they had slabs of Mubru and it was, a, I think it was $125 a slab. And I was like, wow, that is... And, and likewise, they used to refrigerate it transport. Like they wouldn't they wouldn't send it to you because wow. uh, I, I, I got some for an event I was doing once and uh, back in the early days, it was a decade ago, right? And and, um, and they would only send it by refrigerated transport. Uh, back when, you know, why would you send it by refrigeration? <laughs> <laughs> wow it's not an extraordinary yeah. i was sat, i went to uh saint helens on the uh east coast of uh, tasmania and we went to this restaurant which was in a it was an old bank and we went into the restaurant i sat down had a look at the list and sure enough they were selling mubru in those bottles that you speak yeah. of the, the owner of the, the the restaurant came over and she said um she she put it down poured it and she said that's a picture up there off the bottle. They had the original. Ah, 
the original the artwork right. from the, the artwork. From yes, the yes. Bottle. Okay. And I was like, wow. Like, yeah. Sveen sat there having your meal underneath the artwork was uh, was great. And I thought, only in Tasmania were they. You know? Yes. <laughs> it's so good. So good. But I wish we got more Tasmanian beers to the mainland. But um, yeah, great, great spot for, for drinking beer. Um, choice three. Choice well, choice three was uh, was was the beer that I mentioned earlier that I had with uh, had me my neighbour Jason. Um, it was a uh, it was the Moon Dog, uh, old mate, uh, pale ale. Um, I think um, s- still a great beer. Um, that was um, you know I know Stomping Ground does some uh, some really great things uh, around uh, uh, Mates Day because and they and they partner with the guys at November. Um, but um, but it was actually, uh, from what I understand, anyway, it was Moodog that, um, that that first did uh, something on May eight, and uh, and kicked it off with their their old bait. Um, you know, just a easy drinking pale ale, you know, out there design on the bottles, um, and uh, you know in the cans now. Um, you know, but just you know, and my and my neighbour actually isn't even a craft beer drinker, right? Um, and he had and he had some of this um, in his fridge because again, just a perfect crossover beer. Yeah, and great price points. Yes, um, they've they've tinkered with the recipe over the years, I think, but it's from memory. It has quite a decent malt bill as well, which is yeah. quite different to, you know, a standard kind of lager or a standard um, kind of pale ale, uh, which is great. I love malt, so <laughs> it's great to see a bit of that in there as well. And and I suppose it's one of those beers which it doesn't. Uh, it says a pale ale on, but you know it's so broad yes people often are drinking these beers without really knowing yeah. why they like them and that's one of those beers which i think it does hide the uh, vegetables in with the uh, you know it does have a high <laughs> malt bill it's not necessarily what you would uh what you drink but hey it's it, it's yeah. perfect price yeah. point and um but no and have you had the chance to go to uh moondog world no. in, uh, no, in it's, preston um... yet have you done yeah, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they've been allowed to cross the border out of Sydney since um, since they built that thing. You know, they, they only just kind of finished it off just just kind of before COVID. There, it's, um, yeah, that's it's true. Yeah, tough, yeah, tough, tough time. I think that the lagoon in there, they'll probably have. Uh, you know, you have yeah. to have a, a a permit to cross the bridge of the lagoon the in lagoon. Moondog World. May, may, <laughs> may, may well be. <laughs> uh, cho- let's go choice four. Choice four. Well, uh, cho- choice four. I was thinking of. Um, you know, beers that changed my life, and um, I had the uh, I had the privilege, in, in one sense, to do a uh, do a TEDx talk uh, about uh, about the craft beer Cooper and, um, and the, the topic of actually of, of loneliness and um, and um, and and around um, the the connection between loneliness and depression, which is um, you know which is a real it was a real interesting research project actually to kind of look at some of those statistics, and, and I think. That's what we're seeing playing out during COVID right now. This kind of connection between loneliness and um, and and and, and you know, anxiety and depression and just that kind of high end. And um, anyway, I figured it would be would be only appropriate to uh, to finish my TEDx talk um, by uh, by cracking a beer and um, and and saying cheers to change. And um, and so I uh, I took along a um, a Holgate. I was drinking a fair bit of Holgate at the time. Uh, the XBA, the uh, the Alpha Crucius, I think. I, you kind of pronounce it and um it was a uh it was just a you know it was just a i just felt it was just a it was just a right beer for the right occasion yeah and do the tedx talk i mean that sounds a bit scary to me it was a little scary <laughs> to be honest but yeah because yeah. because uh you 
you're presumably on a on a bill with lots of other people talking about very disparate things and so the audience presumably don't quite know what to expect so how do you go about planning and preparing a a talk Uh, like that where you kind of do you just have to stick in your own lane and just hope for the best yeah yeah you you very much do yeah yeah well um you know i think we were given a there was it was themed up the topic was connection um and um and then that's why they reached out to me um because of what i was doing with the cooper and and uh, said you know it's really you've got a really interesting take at connection um and um and, and i guess that's that's where it kind of started from and um, and it, it actually made me delve a lot deeper into just understanding connection. And, and rather than, I guess I'd kind of started with the Coopery at the end, um, you know, the, the end game is having a beer together, but, um, but I hadn't actually looked at the, the start of, so why is it people are not connected, you know, and how has, how has the world changed? Like, you know, culturally, like, you know, we talked about, you know, males growing up and, uh, but how has the world even changed in terms of, you know, over the generations from, um, you know, community living through to, you know, single single dwelling households. I think in Australia, something like you know, 50% of households in our single dwelling um, in Australia. Like, it's just, it's remarkable, right? That, that community, that whole community living um, has, um, has, has kind of separated. And as a result, you know, the, the, the complexities of that, um, one, one of the outfalls is, is without a doubt loneliness. Um, and, um, and, that, and that becomes one of the significant contributors to, um, to, to anxiety and depression. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that, you know, even the sense that I get the sense that there's part of Australia today where you can just walk into the pub and somebody will start talking to you. And I also know from my own experience that there's other places in in Australia where you go and people absolutely will not talk to you. Uh, um, And, and And that's because the pub, the pub's changed, right? And like you're more likely to hear the ding of pokies in a pub these days than than a couple of blokes sitting at the bar talking, and that's 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 a sad reality in itself. You know, I really love um, these community pubs um, where um, you know the you see it in rural Australia a little bit where the pub was shutting down and the community gets together and buys the pub, um, and then and they piss off the poker machines because it's not about the revenue; it's actually about the community. Um, and I think that's you know that that's what I really love about the craft beer world. Like how many craft breweries have poker machines? Like how good is that? Because it's not about the revenue. It's actually about the community. And that's where pubs have lost their way. And no wonder so few people drink in pubs um, because what they went there for is no longer there. Yeah, and I think there's also the the social media aspect that plays into it, which, you know, you could have thousands of friends or followers on Instagram or Facebook um, and Twitter, but the quality of conversation that you're having with people is very superficial. You know, it might be a like here or like there or a little message or whatever you're not actually getting into the the deep stuff that matters you know you're not building that relationship that matters there are some times where you can like i've certainly had the experience where i've had to and fro with people i've never met before online um not in not in a i'm a married man uh don't want to incriminate myself here but you know i've had people who through the podcast and so on have got in touch and I've then gone on to meet them in real life and it's been that's hugely rewarding but really for me I think the the quality of the relationship might start with the message on social media but it actually it needs that person to person or even like we're doing on Zoom you know 
this is significant as well. I feel that the online spaces, people often sneer at it or say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm on Zoom again or whatever. But I think this is kind of a, a very valuable necessity now, in, in particularly in the situation that we are recording now. But this is of value as well. Is that you find that with when you're speaking to, to men who, you know, who you know because this is another thing isn't it when you go into a pub everybody's on a phone you know their friend goes to the toilet and they're straight on the phone yeah and, and I, th- I think it's about using technology for good isn't it you know the technology is technology it's like anything you know the, you, can, you can use it for good and bad and you know and, and even even instagram and, and um you know it's it's easy to kind of in one sense you know kind of doom scrolls on instagram and, and plenty of people do but again what i, what I like about the craft beer community on instagram um, is people are actually engaging, you know, they're, they're commenting in and they're commenting back and people are actually getting to know each other through Instagram. And, um, and, and they're, they're granted they're different types of relationships. And, and so you need to have more in-depth relationships in your life than just Instagram friends. Um, but um, that engagement is the engagement that's important, not just, you know, seeing how many, not just posting something and see how many people like it, but, actually have an engagement with people, you know, start a dialogue, use the DM, I DM message people on Instagram all the time that that I've just, you know, like, like I messaged you in and said, Hey, Mm. you know, I literally saw you in the background on a podcast. And we had a, we had a conversation. We've got to know each other a bit. You know, it's, I think that that, to use that technology to be able to meet people over Australia is, is a wonderful thing. Um, And, um, and, and to be able to then have other friends at other levels uh, is, is important too. And, um, and so it was great to, to kind of finish this, this TEDx talk, um, around um around connection by um by um yeah by cracking a whole gate and um and and choosing the crowd i really enjoy it yeah and holgate is one of those pubs that you talk about it's in wood ends in a regional victorian town in a very traditional old pub style setting it's just had a, a big boost from the victorian government by having a visitor center former guest of the show dan schofield uh, is a brewer there as well um a great example of a of a con- country pub which could be full of pokies uh but isn't um so you know and it's right on the high street there as well so you know and it is a tourist destination people stop in wood end to go to holgate to see what it's about to pick up some beers that's the way it should be that's the way we should be heading um choice five choice five uh well so i was thinking of uh again i was thinking about the big moments in life and um it uh <laughs> without a doubt the start of covid um, in uh, you know really it was kind of March I guess uh, for us um, you know March 2020 and um, and and I and I still remember that it was a bit of a piss take like a whole bunch of people went and ran for the toilet paper uh, in the store and uh, so each of my boxes are themed um, and um, and the, the theme that I that I stuck in so um, that that month was uh, was source for sitting and shitting um, and um, and instead of coming with a snack every one of the boxes came with a roll of toilet paper, which was a lot harder to get a hold of <laughs> than you would think that it should be because the shelves have been cleared of toilet paper, right? And uh, But we all just thought, you know, what, what is this crazy pandemic where everyone has to go buy rolls of toilet paper? Uh, and, um, and inside that box, and, and so um, so I was having a look at the, the beers I had in that box and, and the one that really that really touched me and, um, was, a, um, was, was a grassy knoll beer, um, the Valley. Uh, and uh, it was a pale, and um, and and I and I didn't really know Jeff um, Ardent from the Bar of Soap uh, back then, um, and um, but I was I, you know I, uh, I was I was looking at beers to get, and I and I stumbled across Jeff, and I stumbled across Grassy Knoll, 
Um, and um, and he had two beers at the time. He had an XBA and the Valley Lager. And um, and, the, and the Valley Lager just kind of connected to me. The, 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 can, the can art is just fantastic. I just loved it. Um, and then I started researching the can art because I put some beer notes together from each of my boxes. Um, and there's a there's a guy actually sitting on the on, on, on the on the can looking into the valley, hence Valley Lager. And uh, and I ended up um, talking to Jeff and finding out um, that he too actually had a had a brother, and it was exactly the same as my brother's age when when he died uh, in a motorcycle accident um, on the farm. And it was almost it was this kind of it, it was uh, there was already this weird connection, and I didn't even know why. And I, I think that was the real connection. And, and then Jeff had had um, had had put his brother Aaron um, on the can as a as a real tribute um, to his brother, and so it was a real honour to be able to tell that story and to to put that um, that that box in the can. And it, and it was just a it was just a, a a real juxtaposition of the time of people rushing around buying toilet paper like it was going out of fashion to um, to Aaron sitting on the hill as as Jeff reflected on a a brother and a you know that uh, that had meant a lot to him and, and 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 those bigger things in life as opposed to you know how much toilet paper can you buy uh, from from the local and how much you need to fight the old lady out the front you know, with a supermarket and punch her out so you can steal a toilet paper but uh, yeah that was our that was our box sitting and shooting and uh, and the and the source and the source for the occasion. <laughs> And there, that's really nice story because I think uh, with modern life we do lose perspective. We and those people who go and buy lots of rolls of toilet paper, they've for that moment have lost perspective. Oh, well, they've truly, lost hey? that moment of you know what we need to ground us. And and sometimes as individuals we 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 spin out, we lose which direction we should be going, and that's where where we need our community and our friends to say, hey, yeah. come on. Just come back yeah, and talk us off the ledge, you know, right? Yeah, get get your perspective back. You know, get get what matters back. What matters is you know sitting in the valley and enjoying a beer and just sitting, not on your phone, just enjoying being existing and, and life. And what a what a great journey you've taken us on, Trev. Uh, so good. Um, Let's finish off choice six, and then we'll talk about your your snack and yeah. receptacle to drink these out of. But choice six. Well, cho- choice six. Um, you know, we talked about um, the, the beers that change your journey. Well, I'm, I'm actually hoping that choice six changes my journey because because uh, choice six, uh, it's a uh, I brought one along. It's actually it's my local uh, Sunday Road. Um, they're up here. They're um, they're just launched. You can I literally grabbed these uh, straight out of the brewery. They just canned them yesterday. Um, and uh, wow! And uh, and they're about to launch a um, a hipped, uh, sorry, a, a dip hopped IPA. So it's called Skinny Dip, and uh, it's <laughs> it's it's in my box. Uh, it's my it's the signature beer in the box. Uh, when I say the signature beer, so we I, I think I talked about we have we have four pairs of beers and a single, and I like to say the singles for whoever paid for it. So if I've bought the box, I'm sharing it with you, Anne. Then I should get to keep the single. Um, and um, so we we can do we do fun things with the single. Um, we often do it like a, maybe a high alcohol beer or something super expensive. So it kind of gives, gives me the flexibility. Like I've had a chili beer from Matzo's before, for instance, things that you wouldn't normally buy. So you get to try to try some random beers, but, but every now and then we do something super special with it. Um, and, uh, so I talked to, to Brad and to, and to Mick up there. Um, and, um, and I worked together on this one uh, with them to get it uh, into my father's day box. Um, so it's father's day is kind of coming up whenever you listen to this podcast. I'm not sure if that's timely. And um, and so 
Um, and the, so the exciting thing is, uh, so I've just um, I've just done a collaboration with um, Beer Chicks Australia. Maybe you should get one of those girls on the show. But sixteen kind of beer chicks across. They call themselves Beer Chicks Australia. Um, uh, across Instagram and um, and I'm doing a massive promo with them for Father's Day and um, and this is kind of our signature beer in the box and uh, and Brad is obviously looking at the publicity that's uh, that, that he's going to kind of get from that beer um, and um, and it's a just a super special beer so it's um, it's called um, it's called Dip Hopped um, and it's just um, if if you kind of do some do some research into it um, and I'm sure we'll start to hear a lot more about it um, it's it's a it's essentially um, it's about processing old school hops um, or just normal hops um, in in a different way. So it's more around the process. You know, you, you, you I guess you know, Bolter, for instance, have got their cryo range. Um, so lots of people are using new and different hops um, to to kind of you know to give the beer kind of completely different flavors. Um, and Mick um, and Brad have kind of gone well. Actually, instead of using different hops, let's look at different processes. Um, and uh, so directly before this one, they had a cold IPA. Um, where they they use a, essentially a cold fermentation process to get get a get a different beer and um, and so what the hop dipping does in this beer um, uh, one of the one of the bad things that you generally get out of hops is mycin like that garlicky flavour you can kind of sometimes get on the beer um, and um, and so the hop dipping actually takes that away um, altogether so um, you can you can kind of get the really the goodness from the hops but you can reduce some of the badness um, from the hops so it's a really exciting beer. Uh, in a really exciting box, so hopefully that's going to be a um, a beer that um, that that it gets us a whole, whole bunch more subscribers. Yeah, hey, look, I, I did uh, jump on the website and have a look at the the Father's Day subscription. People can buy it for uh, somebody else, uh, and it is like three month subscriptions. There's different options there. You're not yeah. locked in for uh, you know forever, and you can you know every box is uh, is exciting and. And something new and different in there as well. Yeah. So, snack to go with your beers. Yeah. Well, it would. It would. So this from down. This is from down your way, and I, I brought one bag because I'm gonna. I'm gonna eat them after this. Uh, so they're uh, <laughs> they're um they're Chappie's chips. Have you have you had have you stumbled across Chappie's chips yet? There in Melbourne. I've never never had them. No. Okay. So we um so I stumbled across them oh, a couple of months ago. Uh, I, I I just mentioned I, we theme up every box. Um, and, um, and, and so Chappies was, was in our box, um, called, um, oh, what was it called again? It was source for when the chips are down. Um, and it was obviously, as you appreciate, it was a kind of a, not yet another COVID box. And, uh, it's interesting. I've, I've written a book recently, um, which is really just, uh, all my short stories, um, of the beer notes kind of put into a book. Um, and, uh, and I, and I got someone, um, a professional to kind of edit it for me. Um, and she was like, um, "It's. I think you definitely need to put in the uh, in the opening that this was written during COVID, because it's very heavily COVID." And I'm like, it, it, "Absolutely, it is, because that's the story of our time, right? Like, it just it's such a it has such an impact on our lives. Um, you know what we've lived through, and you know this this will be our great impression that we're telling telling you know generations about for years to come, and and as it should be, because it's just affected our lives so significantly. And that, but anyway, um. I met uh, Harry. Harry was a, um, a chef that, um, that kind of got sick of the hours. Um, and, um, and again, um, he, uh, it, was, it was just, he had a bit of a mental health breakdown just because of the, the hours and you know, sleep debt is, is awful for, for, um, for, for mental health um, troubles. And, um, 
And so he kind of chucked it in and he thought, what am I going to do? And, um, and so he started making potato chips um, in his, um, just in his home kitchen. Um, so he buys the potatoes and, and he was cutting them up by hand and, and, and kept making kettle potato chips at home. And now he's got a, a little commercial kitchen. So he's, you know, he's not taking on the, the big players like Red Rock, I think, but um, he's got a range of chips uh, in Melbourne and he's in breweries down there and, um, and it's got some amazing flavours. I had the pickle ones. These ones that I'm going to eat tonight are the, the, uh, the mango habanero and, um, and they are just so bloody tasty. I need to get Harry on the podcast to talk through the six potato chips that changed everything yes. because that they sound amazing. Yes. I'm definitely going to seek them out. Uh, and I just, I just love it. You know, and one of the things I do love about the crappy world is the independence of it all, right? And, um, and don't get me wrong, you know, I, I, you know, I, I still drink Bolter um, and I still drink Pirate Life and I've had Bolter in the box and I've, and I've got no issues with that. But I, I, I would my preference is to support independent and 99% of the time I definitely do. And I think there's also the element of that. Independence is one thing as well, but uh, quality as well, because often, often the, the the mainstream products that we buy aren't the best. Yes. You know, like a small producer like Harry is making potato chips yeah. better than what you can buy in a supermarket. Yeah. So we should support that because it's better. Absolutely. You know? Um, and um, so they are, you know, just just homemade kettle cooked potato chips, um, and um, and and you know, and it's not, you know, often it's about the story, uh, and he has got a great story, but as you said, it, they actually generally taste better. Um, I, you, if you did a blind tasting side by side, I guarantee you would pick his chips versus the others every day of the week. I'm going to hunt these chips down and and do exactly that. Do a blind taste testing. In, in fact, so they were in they were in my box last month. Um, and I've had people contact me to say, where did you get those chips from? And I'll put them on, I'll put them on <laughs> and uh, I've sent them Harry's way and heaps of them have actually just bought them online and had them ship, shipped up a box of them, shipped them. So, Well, that, and that's the other great thing about independence and, and support and other businesses, you know, support yeah. and other people making that network that exposes people to something that they wouldn't ordinarily have. Um, and something to drink these beers out of. What, what, do you, what is your go-to kind of uh, glass or, uh, you know, cup or well, mug or skull or what yeah, do you drink well, them out of? I, I, um, well it's I, you know i uh i'm I mean, kind of it, again it's it's about connection so my um and I've, i'm actually drinking my, my water out of it now rather than drinking a beer is where so so that i didn't get kind of three parts cut as we're having this kind of combo uh, but um my grandfather um gave me in fact he didn't kind of give it to me when we were cleaning out his garage and i knew he had it um he had a little foster's glass like one of the original kind of Foster's class. And, and I didn't even know, like, and this was before I really fell in love with craft beer. I just, I just saw the glass and I thought, it's just, yeah, it's a, this, there's something about that old school Foster's glass and, and it was, and it was nice. And so um, now it just reminds me of a lot of part. And um, so, you know, I pour my beers into it and, um, you know, and, uh, and, and share it that way. That's, it's a, that's really nice. I think um, to have something sentimental there, but um also, I see so much online about people buying glasses and uh, particularly expensive ones, you know, IPA specific or, you know, and they can cost a lot of money. And there's also lots of pictures online of broken glasses yes. in sinks, which were expensive <laughs> yes. and now have no use in life. Yeah. I think the best place I've ever seen to buy glassware is the Salvos or is the op shop because you get somebody's grandpa's old glass which is even if you i mean it's particularly special if it you you knew that person 
But even if you don't, I've got glass glasses where I think, oh, I wonder where that's been. <laughs> I wonder what stories that that could tell. Well, I I, I, I literally um I literally have a tray of uh, I think there's like forty mixed glasses in it. Like there's they'd be lucky to be two of them the same, and uh, and they they live in the garage. So one of the real nice things um, th- this this wasn't even designed um, about the Coopery um, is um, so we're we're shifting on average uh, with you know anywhere between 100 and 150 boxes a month and so that's a bit of work to kind of pack all those um and um so early on i just invited a couple of my mates around so because i just pack them once a month because it's a subscription um and um and now there's there's more guys than almost boxes we pack kind of turn up you know pre-covid anyway we're in lockdown now but um and um and we have a, we have a few beers and we have a barbecue and you know, we, we practice what we preach. We, we sit down and we have a talk about how we're feeling kind of at the end. And, um, and now um, the guys actually look forward to coming once a month and actually doing that together. And uh, so we have this big box of glasses and, um, and you know, we crack it. And I've got the kind of, you know, all the leftovers that I've kind of collected from the beer boxes. They're all just in an esky. And you now we crack one open and pour it into our random glass and, um, and to have a great time together. That is brilliant. And as you say, you know, it's, it's great when you have, like ideas for a a business but it's also great when you stumble over something like that which both helps the business and the logistics reduces the stress for you but also lives exactly what the business is about and um that's tremendous but um trevor where can people find these uh beers and subscriptions and uh where can they find you online yeah yeah it's 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 easy just do a search for craft beer cooper um, and, uh, and you'll, you'll, you'll kind of, you'll stumble across us. Um, and, um, you know, I think you touched on it before. Um, there's no, um, subscription beer clubs. Um, there's kind of a couple of them around, which is great because people kind of get, get to know that that's actually a great format to discover new beers every month. And, um, and, um, but I think there's also a bit of a, a bad feel to subscriptions where I must be signed up forever, you know, not even, we're not even about that. We're, just, we're actually, as a you know, obviously we've, we've just spent in the last hour or so chatting about it. We're all about just getting a beer in guys' hands so they can have a convo. So um, you know, I try to keep everything um, as, as kind of lean, as lean as possible, so the boxes are as cheap as they can possibly be, but still trying to get really great beers, and which is great. And you know, credit to most of the brewers that you will see in the box have done me an amazing deal uh, because they believe in the cause. Um, and that's and that's fantastic. It means that we can kind of get beers in the guys' hands a bit cheaper, perhaps, than than would otherwise be. And um, so, yeah, you can sign up to the beer club and get it once a month. You can get it. You can pause. You can cancel. Um, you know, it, it 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 doesn't really matter. We're we're here to kind of you know build a movement and um, and um, and and kind of do it together. Um, and um, so, yeah, this is, that's really what the the kind of Cooper is all about. So, you know, I really encourage your listeners to try it out. Um, check it out or if um, and if you're having a hard time and you know and I know some of particularly when people listen to this um, they, they might be having a hard time um, and financially it doesn't stack up um, you know reach out I'm happy to have a chat to chat to people about that too and um, and you know I've had a couple of subscribers that have, have kind of lost their job and I've had other subscribers um, that, that I've mentioned it to that have all chipped in and, and bought a box for someone they don't even know um, to kind of keep them going, and and um, and I've funded it myself um, during the bushfires and through COVID, um, we've given away about a thousand bucks worth of beer, and that, I know that doesn't sound a lot, but for a small business, um, that's that's been a lot because I figure, well, what's the point of having a business to do good if you can't do good yourself? Um, and um, yeah, and I think one of the things that 
being able to buy a subscription for somebody else is a really nice uh, feature as well mm. because sometimes when we're struggling ourselves we get very introspective and um, it's sometimes that's exactly the time where you need to think of others it, it does help to you know uh, help others to help yourself as well so um, now it's so good Trevor, it's been an absolutely wonderful journey. Uh, I'll put all of the links to the Craft Beer Coopery and where people can find you online in the show notes um, so people who are listening can access them there. But what a beer journey. It's been tremendous. Thanks so much, Trev. It's yeah. a, and also, great great to catch up. We didn't do it over beer, even though it was... Ah. I, I mean, I, I'm not an Australian citizen yet, but is this Australia at all? Two blokes, we've never <laughs> met each other. We met online and it went okay. Yes. <laughs> and we didn't swipe left or right. <laughs> I won't comment on that, but thanks so much, Trev. Thanks, Absolutely Ed. marvellous. No, thank you for having me on the show. I really, uh, I love it. And uh, yeah, I lo- love your show and I appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers, man. So that was it, Trevor Lauder. What a story. So good to listen and, and for Trevor to share his personal journey. It takes some strength to do that. And uh, certainly, you know, as we said in the episode, everybody's on a journey. Everybody's, you know, learning about life, but learning about themselves. It's probably, you know, the most difficult person to uh, keep control of and to manage is is ourself. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's great that Trevor's using beer for good and using it as a currency um, to have conversations, to open up the door um, to those, you know, perhaps more uh, difficult conversations that perhaps we put off or we avoid, particularly in the situation that we are as a time of recording in terms of being in lockdown and so on. we can feel a bit isolated or we don't have the the pub or the the social venues and the festivals that we're used to going to and i'll just say i won't talk very long in this outro but just you know reach out to a friend or uh, just check in send that message in a in a whatsapp group or in a facebook group uh, and also just take care of yourself you know we as beer fans we can very much uh, lean on um you know the next release and and getting beer deliveries and and so on um but you know make sure you you factor in some self-care time and time away from beer a bit of space so that you appreciate the next one much more and um yeah if you need to reach out please do get in touch with me here at the chosen brew i'm a team of one uh, so, you know, I might not respond to your uh, message uh, very quickly. Maybe you'll be one of the lucky ones, but I will respond. I will get back to you. So please do contact me uh, through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, or send me an email. You can send it through the Chosen Brew website, which is thechosenbrewau.com. If there's any episodes which you've really enjoyed in the past, this is now is a good time to share them. So please do help out and uh, I will have the next episode with you uh, shortly as well if you do have any. And if you haven't had the chance yet to rate uh, or review the podcast wherever you listen, but probably particularly with Apple iTunes, even if you don't listen through iTunes, just leave leave a review. We had a lovely review from 
Dame Edna Beveridge uh, in March this year. Thank you so much. St. Patrick's Day this review was left, which is a very timely Dame Edna. Um, awesome name as well. I don't know if I've read this out on the podcast before, but look, it's been a tough year. Uh, but so nice. Really, really nice review. Said late to the party. This is legit the first time I've ever felt compelled to leave a review on iTunes. Uh, such a great concept for a beer um, podcast. I am apparently a charming and funny host. Hey, that is going in my Tinder profile. <laughs> um, just caught up. Can't wait for the next episode to drop. Dame Edna Beverage. If I see you in person, I'll buy you a beer. Uh, but I will also um, virtually send lots of uh, love and care for that lovely review and I will as a response to that I will try to drop as many episodes as I can it's been a bit tough uh, over the last year or so to get the episodes out in a timely fashion whilst working from home young family all the rest of the things that go on in our busy busy lives um, but I will try my very best as I say team of one trying to run the ship uh, but we'll see how we go Thanks so much for listening. I said I wouldn't go on at the end of this one. I've gone on. Apologies. We'll catch up soon, hopefully in person. If uh, you'd like to have a little bit of entertainment as well, you can jump onto uh, YouTube Beer Together channel. There's plenty of things that you can watch previous episodes of on the Beer, Chan Beer Together channel. Um, but one of the things that we do on during lockdown on Thursday night at 8 30 is called have a beer guest a year with comedian nick capper uh, australia's foremost and highest achieving agricultural based comedian um, and we fire clues at each other and by the end of the episode one of us has got to guess what year all of those events and clues happened in you get to play along at home whether you're playing live or whether you're watching a repeat as well so just search beer together it's called Have a Beer Guest Year on YouTube. And we'll catch up soon, I'm sure. Send me a message in the meantime and take care of yourself.